What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Drew Green over Zoom video. Drew was born and raised in McMinnville, Tennessee, which is about an hour and a half from, from Nashville. And he talks about how he got into music. He grew up on a farm, listening to country music on the radio, uh, worked at his parents' nursery, got a guitar uh, around ninth grade, wrote his first song in ninth grade, and then didn't do it again until he was, he was in college. He went to college for business and finance, and uh, one night at a bar, he got up on stage and played a song, or a handful of songs. Somebody's like, oh, we need some live music. So he just jumped up there and played. And uh, when he did that, the owner of Tootsie's, in downtown Nashville, happened to just be at the bar that night and said, hey, I'm going to call you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and uh, I want you to play at my bar. Drew's thinking, yeah, right, there's no way. He gets a call, 9 a.m., come on down, try out, come play Tootsies, and and he did, ended up getting the gig, did that for a little bit, and then decided, you know, uh, I'm I'm just going to move back home, I'm going to try something else, and he went into banking, did that for a year and a half, and realized he needed to be writing songs, needed to be playing music. So he called Tootsies up. They let him back in. While performing at Tootsies, he met some songwriters in Nashville, Hunter Phelps and uh, Hardy. With them, he ended up writing Colorado, which was his first cut with Florida Georgia Line. He talked about signing his first publishing deal, getting his first record deal as an artist, as Drew Green. He talked about the difference between having a publishing deal versus now you you're the artist and he also talks to us about the success of his song good old man which absolutely blew up on tiktok and he put together a really amazing music video using footage that fans submitted so he talks about that video and he's releasing that video on father's day which is super special you can watch our interview with Drew Green on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Drew Green. Hey, Drew. Check, boys, hey, check. How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How y'all doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I appreciate you doing this today. Thank you so much. Yeah, sorry, I was, I was a little late. I was kind of cleaning up my, my area. I, I didn't get home until like late last night. We was talking about music video. Oh, and cool. I was, I was late, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no worries at all. I love your sign behind you. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Do you, turn, do you, uh, do you want did the lighting all right? We're good? Yeah, you look good. Looks okay. great. All right, perfect. I'm going to put myself on mute and y'all, let y'all take it away. That's Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing real well. I love your, I was, I'm just mesmerized by your, your uh, flooring is purple <laughs> and you got, you know, the keyboard next to you. I, I love what you got going on in that room. It's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of my game. It's kind of my gaming room. It's where, it's where I, I'm a big gamer. So I game, I game a lot, but. Uh, oh, cool. It's my studio. I got my, my I write in here sometimes, but it's just got a vibe, you know. I I, I can change the colors too, you know. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it depends on what mood I'm in, you know. <laughs> you were in a purple mood earlier, not blue, but um, purple's cool. kind of my vibe, yeah. I like the purple. Look cool. 
Uh, rad, dude. Well, thank you. My name is Adam, and this podcast is about you, uh, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the the new music you have coming out. And now I'm curious about this music video that you shot as well, if you want to tell us about that a little later as, as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Cool, man. Uh, it's uh, born and raised in, te- in Tennessee here, right? Yes, sir. McMinnville, Tennessee, about an hour and a half southeast of Nashville. What was it like growing up there? It was it's nothing but trees, man. It's the, it's the nursery, <laughs> it's the nursery capital of the world. So it's just a lot of farms and trees and. And you grew up in a nursery, right? Didn't you grow up doing that? Yeah, yeah. I grew up on a farm, uh, on a tractor. I did a lot of tractor work when I was a kid, and uh-huh. it was uh, that's kind of where I fell in love with country music, just listening to the radio. Okay, while while working. Yeah. Wow. It's, and. That kind of so got me the, the dream wanting to sing for a living. Yeah. Okay. What about like a, anyone else musical in your household? Uh, my dad can sing and a little bit. My mom is not, she can't sing at all, but uh, my dad can a little bit. He can play guitar. And I think he played like in a little rock band when he was, when he was younger, but. Did so he ever show you? Definitely, definitely my dad. Okay. Did he uh, show you anything at all? Like when you were, were learning? Uh, no, not really. I kind of I took I took lessons one time, one day, and the guy that gave me lessons was like narcoleptic, and he fell asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep while he was giving me, <laughs> he was giving me lessons. I was like fourteen. I called my mom. Was like, "Mommy, come get me." Like I think uh, this guy's the, dead. I just fell asleep. Like he's sleeping. <laughs> I don't think he's dead, but he's sleeping. And then, yeah, I mean, he was like just weird. And so uh, I took one lesson, and it did not go well. And so I just t- taught myself. Oh man, that's amazing! So, was guitar your first instrument? Yeah, that's my okay. about, about my only instrument. I can play a little bit of piano, but other than that, I'm just guitar. And how old are you when you learned guitar, or like pre this this lesson? Four, 14, 15, I start really, you know, like ninth grade. Okay, and were you writing songs uh, quickly after that, or was I wrote that my, first, my first okay. song in ninth grade? But I don't think I wrote another one until college. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so ninth grade, you wrote one song, and then from there on, were you just playing and, and learning other just, people's just, music? Just learning. Yeah, I was, okay. I was I was in a rock band, like a grunge, kind of like Breaking Benjamin, Nirvana, Pearl of Mud, mm-hmm. Incubus type band. Uh, I was actually not even a singer; I was the the, the rhythm guitar player. But, oh, okay. Yeah, and it was, and we were good too, man. We played like Tennessee Battle of the Bands. We we. we we played with Taylor Swift one time. Like Did you like, really? Like, yeah, she was twelve. You know, she was like twelve, and uh, oh, third mate, she might have been like fourteen. But we were—I was probably eighteen at this time. That's like, so like, wild. Last year of high school, yeah. We so did good. she have records out or anything or was it this like no. this sounds like she was like very young very early on? Right. She was very very yeah very new. And we played we played somewhere and it might have been. I'm not sure where it was. The Grand Ole Opry or somewhere like this. No we were in the, way. We, we got like top three. And it was all rock bands, but I'm not sure where it was. I'm not, I can't remember where. The, it was somewhere in Nashville. And they had this awesome green room, though. And I, I remember sitting in there listening. She, she was before us. She got fourth and we got third. And so she, <laughs> now you can hold that. You can hold that up forever, right? <laughs> we're in this yeah. battle of bands. Yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. And we're listening to her on the thing and, it, and the, I was like man it is packed out there like there was just people there there were people singing her songs and she had it was Tim McGraw and it was like it was the that was like there was just like literally a month before 
like she really really blew up yeah and oh wow oh so she was playing the song tim mcgraw and yeah. people knew it oh my yeah, gosh I was, that's I so crazy i, I mean i was like, i don't know but i think she's got some fans <laughs> like she's got <laughs> people here to see her and then she got done and we it was our turn to go on stage and it just like cleared out like there was no, no way because we didn't have any fans you know we're like us from you know we were just a, a band from McMimble. and uh well, yeah, she was playing hometown so, show for the most everyone part. Everyone was there to see her. It was awesome. It was cool to see how big, you know, she walked backstage, she had all these cameras on her. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I was like, well, it's going to be crazy when we get done. Like, there's going to be, <laughs> you know, there's going to be cameras. There's going to be stuff everywhere. Cause I didn't know any better. You know, I thought, I, I just thought like, it was like, well, I'll be the guy who wins first gets like all kinds of people. Yeah. But, wow. No, but that's nuts fun. that she didn't even, she didn't even win. But with the crowd and the 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 camera ops yeah. and everything else, yeah, it was uh, it was sponsored by like Ernie Ball uh, strings, and like, it was it was it was a rock show, you know. Sure, that's so crazy though. That's awesome. So that band, you weren't writing; you were just playing guitar. Yeah. Okay. So kinda, and, and I did I did write a little bit with with uh, the singer, but I just love music, man. I love all all kinds of music. So, did you go to college to to pursue music or something completely different? No, I pursued business, and then okay. I met my wife and my wife was a nurse and she had uh, one, she had a year left and I, and I was done. So I was like, I changed my major to finance. So I graduated with a finance degree. So okay. I'm like a finance degree and I'm like one class short of a business degree. But, uh, <laughs> Ever think about going back or no? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Great answer. Um, were you going to college in Nashville or? I went uh, to Tennessee Tech in Cookville. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I was in a fraternity. I probably learned more in fraternity than I did in school. I didn't. Sure. <laughs> I started singing downtown at Chelsea's Nashville. Yeah, you so got that. Yeah, tell me about how you got that. Because that's like, I mean, that place is obviously legendary to get right. a, a gig there. Uh, you know, a frequent gig well, playing there. That's so crazy. I'm, I'm a pretty lucky dude. I feel like sometimes, but like, this was like the most lucky. This is really how I got my start. I guess I was in Cookville. The, it was back to school. Um, like I had my stuff still in my truck, like loaded up to go you know, to my, to my room. And it was like trivia night at this bar that we all used to go to. All my fraternity brothers would go to and we'd drink and eat wings. And they had real good wings. And I'd been drinking a whole lot. And this guy came in and he wanted to hear live music. And the owner knew me a little bit because we, we would go in there a lot. I don't think I was 21 yet. I think I had a fake ID. To be, to be <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I think my fake ID's name was David. The owner comes up and says, like, hey, David, you know, any, you know any songs? You know, I'm like, uh, yeah. And so I got up there and I played a few songs. And uh, it, it, I mean, I was, I was pretty drunk, I think. But I, I played a few songs. The guy walks over there. And he's like, hey, man, I own Tootsie's downtown. It was Steve, the guy that owns owns it all, you know. And, and he was real drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, Steve you sound amazing. You're both Steve hammered. Good buddies now. We're really good buddies. Like, I want you to play at my bar. He's like, you're going to get a call at 9 in the morning if you want to. And I thought he was just, you know, it's midnight. I thought he was crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. But I got a call at 9 on 1, and it was his son. His son called me and was like, yeah, can you come in today at 11? And I, I was in Cookville, which is like right about an hour and 45 minutes away mm -hmm. from Nashville. I was like, yeah, I'll be there. And so I literally just put on my boots and got in the truck and left and just didn't go to school that day. And 
I walked in thinking it'd be like an interview, you know, I was, I was pretty excited. I've never been downtown Nashville really. And I walked in and this, this old, this old man walks up to me. He was like, you ready cowboy? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I guess. <laughs> and uh, he just threw me up on the stage right then. Like literally like, just like tossed me up on the stage. And <clears throat> it was like 11, 15 or 11, 20. And there was, you know, people eating lunch and stuff and maybe 20 people in there. They're like, all right, why do you want to play? And they just, like, the lead singer walked off, and I just started playing with this house band. And I did, like, Sweet Home Alabama, uh, Crazy Town, Aldine, and Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, I think. Mm -hmm. But then I played one more, and I messed up on one of them. And I remember being like, oh, I'm done. They're never – this is never going to happen, you know? Right. And he's like, play one more. And – Somebody came up and requested some Billy Carrington, I think. And uh, I played, you know, Good Directions or Turnip Greens, whatever you want to call it, by, by Billy Carrington. And it went over great. Like, everybody sort of stood up and clapping, and it sounded real good. And I knew I'd kind of like that's what – and right then is when I got, like, the bug with the – I got to do this for a living, you know. like. Mm-hmm. And they asked – I got off the stage, and he asked me if I could come back that night at 6. And I was like, oh, I guess I got the gig. And I was wow. like, yeah, but do y'all have like a set list? Because I know like five songs, you know, I was on my last song right there. <laughs> I was going to ask you that, like, because the, the people that play in there are playing for hours, right? Like, so you yeah, have to go I, in there I with knew, like a... I knew I could get through five songs, country songs. Like, I, I couldn't get through, I, I could get through five songs, period. Like, you know, verbatim. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I remember songs really fast. So I just went to my truck and I sat there till six o'clock and learning songs and... Uh, and I got through the night. I had there was another singer with me that night, so a girl singer, and she took uh, and she was really sweet and helped me. You know, I, I didn't have to sing as much, but uh, I did that for about six months. Was failing, you know, college because I was going. I was singing every day at like eleven o'clock or two o'clock. You know, like, yeah. like the morning shifts, learning, and then eventually, I was you know I was just like you know I'm not. This is not worth it. I'm driving four hours a day. Right. Two, two hours, hours there, two hours, there back. two hours back. I'm not making any enough money because I was playing the early shift. <clears throat> so I was paying for my gas, you know, really. Mm-hmm. And so I quit and just kept playing. And and Cookville, I played, you know, I still played all the bars there. And I really gained a huge following at this bar called Spanky's, which was on campus. And I became the country singer of my college really i mean i gained a really big following and i fell in love with it and <clears throat> so i quit music altogether when i graduated and got a banking job i was a banker for two years mm-hmm. and i knew we i'd been talking about it with my wife about playing you know continue i still played at spanky's you know at, even after college like once a month i'd go down there and play and, so when you're doing those uh shows at spanky's were you also playing original songs or was it just covers at that point I had maybe three songs that were that I had wrote. I really wasn't uh, into the writing. The writing took a really long time for me to really. I guess I'm still very picky, so it took me a long time to write a song by myself that I really liked. Mm-hmm. But now I was playing mostly covers, and I'm, I, I recorded a little EP of the four songs that I had ever written, <laughs> and and I sold like two thousand of them. Like like. like in college i had a really big following and i got like and i thought that was a lot you know so that is a lot like, you know i'm not gonna do this <laughs> i'm not gonna do this for you know a living if 
if I've got this big of a following at, at this little, you know, tech campus like this. And my wife was 100% on board with it. And I'd been working at the bank for a year and a half. And I just got promoted to like manager and trainer. I was going to have my own branch and everything like at, at a, I was 24. So like at a really young age, you know, and, uh-huh. and, I, and I enjoyed the bank. I was good at it. And I, I liked it, uh, the social aspect of it. And, but I quit. I just walked, I walked up there to the boss's office and told him straight up, you know, I was, that was what I was doing. He supported it. And I'm still friends with the bank. And I started, That's I cool. called, I called back up Tootsie's and he remembered me. It'd been, it'd been two years since the Tootsie's thing. And he remembered me and he said, Hey cowboy. <laughs> and it, and uh, I don't know how he remembered me. I guess he still had my number saved. Uh-huh. And and I got I walked into like the best gig down there. Like there was somebody that just called out that day or something. And I walked into the six o'clock gig on the second floor of Tootsie's, and I stayed there for four years, man. I mean, he kept me. The drummer, the drummer was kind of the band leader at the time. He he was an older guy. He played, you know, he played there like twelve times a week or something. You know, just making. I mean, you make six figures down there if you play that much. <laughs> Do you really? I mean, yeah, that place is yeah. always rocking. And yeah. yeah, wow. And so I I just I fell in love with it and fell in love with entertaining. And that's I met a guy named Hunter Phelps, who's a huge songwriter. And now and probably the biggest songwriter in the, as of today, I think, right, today. And uh, he, he heard a song that I wrote for my wife for my wedding. And he came to my house he asked me if i wanted to write and i said sure i never have but sure and he he came to my house the next day and i was upset ever since that day i was obsessed we wrote a good song that day and i think i think we wrote a bunch of good songs ever since then we wrote well we wrote every day for a year and i loved everything we did together and i'm actually fixing to cut a song that he wrote uh and sent to me recently so i'm excited wow whoa so you played a song that you, full you circle, had written yeah, full circle. yeah yeah you so you wrote a song for your wife for your wedding is that what you said for sure yeah that's actually, so awesome actually it was like the two days before my wedding and one of <laughs> one of my girls and i was like man what'd you write for you know what'd you write for the reception did you write like a you know wedding song and i was like no and he's like dude you're a singer you got you gotta write you gotta write a song and i was like dude you're right and <laughs> And so I sat down and I wrote it like 30 minutes. And it's like, it's still one of my favorite songs too. Like, it's just real as it gets. It's, it's called Try. I haven't put it out yet. But maybe, maybe That's one day. That's so cool. Some, some people think I, su- I should still put it out, but. I think you should. That's what a powerful song. That's good. And, that's so cool. And so did you play it? You, you went up there on the reception and, and played it for yeah, her? I played it. Surprise her. Yeah. And everybody in the freaking room's crying. She's just sitting there like. Not, she's just like completely stoned to the, which my wife is that way. She's heard so many songs I've wrote. She's heard so many, you know, she's, uh, she's been here since day one. So she's heard all, every song, which is, you know, over the thousands, but over a thousand now for sure. And she's just, you know, not dull to it, but it's like, she knows that I'm a songwriter for a living mm-hmm. that I can manipulate a song into, you know, Somebody else might be crying, but she's like, I see what he did there. You know, <laughs> she sees right this. Oh, wow. That's cool, though. I mean, how how cool and how special, especially, I mean, it, you have everyone crying in the audience that it yeah, must have yeah, been a real cool. powerful it, song. It was great. 
it was good. Wow. And you got like, what would you say? Like after writing with, with this person for a year, you said you guys wrote songs for your straight. Yeah. Was there like a, a, a cut that you got or a moment that kind of continued on or did you get picked up by a publisher or something? What was like the well, first? Well, it's actually like perfect right into the next segue of uh, like, like we, we wrote for a year. He signed with Ashley Gorley, who's on paper has the most number one uh, written songs in the country ever and so wow. he signed with ashley and ashley's awesome and i was like wow that's like the biggest publishing deal you can sign probably and i was i was a year behind hunter already you know and he and he had a bunch of friends and i had i, had, I was making a lot of friends too writing songs and me and hunter uh met with one of his good buddies was hardy michael hardy and mm -hmm. we were at a bar after we'd all wrote one day and i had this idea that i that I'd had for a year. I'd pitched it around. Nobody liked it. And I was, that's about like the last idea I had in my phone at the time <laughs> that I thought was worth writing. And I pitched this idea out while we were all drinking at uh, Brew House West. And Hardy loved it. And we went, we went to Hunter's house. He lived right next door. So we went to Hunter's house and we, fin we wrote it. And it was a song called Colorado, which happened to wow. be my first cut uh, with FGL. Yeah, that's huge. And so it was, that's what kind of got me into the publishing world. Like I signed the publishing deal, which was great because I'd always wanted to sign with Brett James um, at Corman. I'd, I'd met with him, you know, two years before this, before that moment. And I remember coming home two years before that. So I told my wife, I was like, if I ever get the opportunity to sign with anybody, I, I want to sign with Brett. He's just, I feel I, something in my gut tells me to sign with Brett. I don't know why. Because mm -hmm. not saying they're all the same, but you kind of get the same. You don't really know. When you're meeting, when you have a 15 minute meeting with the publisher, they're all the same, you know? Right, <laughs> so, right, right. Everyone's telling so, you but, what, what you want to hear, right, I'm sure. Right, yeah. And so I just, my gut told me to go with him. And I met back up with, with, with him and signed my publishing deal with him. And then a year later, I just asked him if he wanted to get breakfast because I hadn't met with him in a while and, and wanted to show him some songs that I planned on pitch to, like, you know, Kenny Chesney or some, mm -hmm. some, some of the ends that we had at our company. And, he uh he's like man i think you're ready he listened to all of them in my truck and was like i think you're ready for a record deal if you want one and we never talked about it i signed a week later with sony it was pretty in bill of 40 so it was pretty pretty crazy wow how fast that how from the publishing deal guy who was going home being like i gotta get i gotta get more cuts i gotta figure something out because this just ain't working like i mean i ain't making i'm i'm broke and right uh, I might have to go back to the farm, probably. <laughs> like it's where I was in my head, what was we going to Yeah, go back to the bank and go back to the farm. And so, uh, when you, when you sign the record deal, I mean, how does that differ just for people listening from having the publishing deal? Because if you're a pub, you're, if you have a publishing deal, you're helping write songs for and pitching from other for other people, correct? And then right. with you're signed to a label, you're putting out music as an, an artist. You become the artist, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and that's all that they care about is that is you as the, as the artist. You're not. I'm still a songwriter, and I still have my my like your my my deal because I'm signing my publishing with Cornman and Warner Chapel. So my deal is tied to my artist deal now in a way mm -hmm. of like I got to put out this many songs and sure. do this to get, to get paid. You know, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but. You know, te technically, when you sign the deal, you actually just get more broke because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, here's some really money paid. that you have to pay us back. <laughs> you know, it's an investment. It's an investment, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah. 
it's a dream. That's why they call it a dream because it's a, it's a crazy investment that most people that logistics and paper and uh, somebody would say you're dumb if you do this, mm-hmm. and and you are. We I am dumb. You know I'm crazy as hell, and, and, and I'm and I'm obsessed with country music, and that's why. So that's why they call it the dream because not many people get that chance. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, to get that, not, yeah, not many people get that chance, but then not many people that get that chance that like, I've heard that as uh, somebody told me that that's the seat at the table, right? You went from the children's table. Now you're at the table with everybody else, but now it's, what are you well, going to do while you're the there? Table with everyone else. There's still, you know, right, still right. everybody at the table is bigger than you are. And everybody right. You're, you you're, get you're to just, the table. You just now got to the table. Yeah. You're at the table and you're now you have to provide. Table. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, tell me about, so you're there and it, like, you must've been kind of nervous or, or like, you know, you had written a song that became a hit with, with Florida Georgia line, but now yeah. you have to present a song, put it out as drew green and then make that a hit. Like, was that something that yeah. was in the back of your mind or and, and tell me when did that, when did that happen for you? Well, hook yeah, I was nervous. I was, I mean, I was meeting with the biggest label guys in Nashville that I'd heard, sure. that I heard you know, I heard stories about six years before this happened, you know, I'm like, dang, you know, it'd, been a, it'd be a dream to meet with them. Or like, you know, you dream about the, but even when you're 12 years old, sitting on a tractor, like whenever that day comes, I'm going to do this. You know, or mm-hmm. whenever that day comes, it's going to be like, you know, and nothing happens the way <laughs> you want it to. You know, I mean, I was, like I said, my, my record deal kind of happened in a week. So I met with Sony on, on Wednesday and had, you know, had some, when I say I met with Sony, I met with like the NA&R mm-hmm. uh, at, at the time with Jim Catino. And I met with, I had a couple of beers at a bar with him and he, he was into it. He was like, well, I just signed a lot of people and I'm not, we're not going to be able to get to Drew Green for a long time, but we want to sign you. And I was like, well, I'm out. I don't want okay, to, let's go visit somebody. Let's go see somebody else. He said, but we just signed a merger deal with Justin Timberlake who owns, <laughs> who owns Villa 40. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Right. Justin Timberlake, like Justin Timberlake. And he's like, yeah. And which obviously I'm a huge fan of. And I was, it's like, if you can get Justin on board, then we can push you straight to the top of this list and, you know, really focus on you. And I was like, well, that ain't going to happen. Justin Timberlake ain't going to like my country ass. That's for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and so either way we met with Joe Fisher, who's the head of his uh, company here in Nashville. And they loved it. And uh, they sent the stuff to Justin and Justin approved. And this was on a Thursday and, we drank beer. Like, we, we drank, we drank a bunch that night. It was probably 11 o'clock headed home. Brett's like, it's going to be three months probably before we hear anything about this. And then he called me back 30 minutes later and was like, Hey, we want you to play at Sony. They want you to play at 8 a.m. in the morning for Sony. And I was like, what? I was like, no, <laughs> no, I, I, there's no way we've been drinking for two days. Right. I haven't, I haven't had, any practice at what I'm going to sing as my as being an artist, I'm a songwriter. So I don't even know half the songs that I've wrote. I'm with a track guy. I don't even have, I don't even know how to play. And <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't even know what, what I'm going to play, you know? And so he's like, meet me at Cormorant at 7am. And I was like, that's an hour before Brett. That is not, that is not long enough. But we met at seven and I had wrote a song that week called dirt boy that just, I don't know. Once again, my gut told me to play it and, I played it for Sony that day and, and for bread that day, nobody had heard it. Nobody. I mean, nobody gave me the, okay, I just did it. Uh, And they stopped me halfway through it and gave me like a verbal, a verbal deal, you know, kind of like, you know, offer. That's crazy. It was cool. It was emotional. It was awesome. It was like the dream. And 
I think that answers your question. I'm not sure. No, 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 definitely. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so awesome. So yeah, so you get a deal and then obviously you got you you went from the table to now they're they're you're invited outside, you know, after the table. You're you were at the table and then you proved yourself. Well, uh, luckily it, being a songwriter, I have so many we had so many songs in the on the in the pile of songs that we need to record, songs that we want to get out there, songs that Sony like was like, Yes, this is this is a great song. We, They've basically just gave me the reins of saying, Drew, go do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to recording, just because we've recorded and wrote so many songs already, right. I have so many demos. Whereas most, not like, not in a bad way, but a lot of guys who are getting record deals have one song. And sometimes, sure. in, so, in some ways, that comes, that goes to hurt me a little bit. Cause I said, Well, which song do we go with Drew? I don't know. They're all like, they're all like this, you know? So in some days, some days I feel like that might hurt me. But then at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's all about my, my, my saying is it's all about the song. And the song will take you as far as it wants to. Uh-huh. And so I'm just continuing to believe in that and letting my songs do the work for me in, in a way of putting, I put all my work in a room in a box writing for six years and that paid off to get, to get me here. And I'm just going to keep letting that, that song do its job. You know, that's yeah. my, that's my word. You know, I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know how far that'll take me, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to try to do. Well, no, I, I think that's a great point that you or, or something interesting that you just said, because I was going to ask you about that. Because you'll have, you know, good old man, the, the newest one that you've released, right? right. It, it had that TikTok success, right. right? Didn't it blew it blew up on TikTok? But For there's sure. a lot of people that are doing that, or not a lot of not a lot of people are doing that. But there's artists that that's right. happening for, and yeah. then the A and Rs and the the labels are like, hey, you know, you did this thing, but then it's, they're the person that you just described as, okay, you have this one song. Well, now yeah, what? you just move a town, they fly, you know, they, I mean, right? crazy you've been grinding it out you have all like a catalog of songs songs that have millions of streams on them prior to that yeah and then that happens and so you you kind of were already you had the back catalog and and the songs and the in the experience in in this industry to when that landed when that happened for you it was just like oh cool like that's the song like that's a song it did it But right. you already, you know, you, you didn't land in that position with nothing. Like you're not like, yeah. oh, now what am I going to do? Like, I don't know how right. to, like, I had that one thing that worked. Do I just keep doing that? Or what do I try? Right. I didn't like, have you, to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which is incredible. <clears throat> but seeing that, like, tell me, I'm just curious. Tell me about the success of having that happen. And, and, and with that TikTok song or well, it's not, fun, it's not it's a TikTok song, but the video. Right. Right. It's funny because with TikTok, it's about a moment, which is right. awesome. You know, it's, a, it's, it creates a moment. And as a songwriter and artist and someone who put, you know, all that work into the song that made that moment, you want everybody to hear it from A to Z. You want everybody to, you know, get that goosebumps and their hair stand up and that feeling that's like, that's the dream. You know, that's, that's what we do it for. And whenever TikTok blows up a song with one line, which we planned, which was our idea. Like, it wasn't like it was TikTok's fault or anybody's fault. Like it was, you know, I got a gift from guy sitting in the back seat. And I'm going to need to be a little better if he's going to want to be like me. And that's the only line that we had that we, that we, the first one that blew up, like the millions of the things like a six something million and which is crazy. And what a beautiful line. And at the time, you know, we didn't, it was all accidental. You know, it was all accidental. Like we thought that was a cool way to start the league. We didn't know that it was going to do what it did. And uh like my point is that you know people hadn't even heard the chorus yet you know like drop it drop it drop it you know it, it, the song's called good old man everybody's like drop gift from god 
Get from God's the best song ever, you know. And, and it's like, man, y'all ain't even heard it yet. Like, I don't even like. <laughs> are we really gonna put all of our faith in in the line of the song? Like, praying that the rest of the song is good enough to, to do it, you know. And it's it's challenging for not just me as every artist right now on TikTok of seeing the the artist like still being an artist on it, you know, and not a content creator. There's a difference, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and everybody does it different. Everyone does it different, and there's a lot of ways to do it because it's so new and fresh and. It's definitely the stage right now. The TikTok is definitely the stage for uh, us right now, and it's it's. And I'm just happy. I didn't even have a TikTok when I signed my record deal. I think I was, I was probably the last artist they signed that didn't have that. A big portion of them signing them was because of TikTok. Now, like, mm-hmm. and I had zero, and you know, so that so immediately because COVID hit a month after I got I signed my record deal, so. I didn't have a TikTok, and so it was like, right. Hey, well, here, TikTok here, really here, blew up. Here's a phone that. Go get yeah, it's on TikTok. And it's like what? <laughs> so I went to that challenge. Like, well, no, I'm not dancing. Nobody wants to see me dance. That's for sure. sure. So I said, like, what are we gonna do? So I just posted the easiest thing possible, and it worked. Thank God. I was. I became. I think the first, the first, <laughs> the first guy singing his truck onto you know just like the, just singing in his truck, and it worked. And that's part of my algorithm or whatnot now. So it. Thank God, it was easy. You know, really sure. Easy. But wow. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you just had the one line on TikTok. Uh, I've talked to, I can think of two other artists off the top of my head that had huge hits from there uh, where they just put out, they were just testing out a piece of a song right. or like, yeah. a, and then it was like, it did really well. And then now they're like, oh, well, I better get to the studio to like ri- write like, yeah, a second verse. Yeah, <laughs> like, Most of my stuff was already done, but, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't recorded, recorded yet. Like, you know, sure. wow. Well, that's so cool. And then with the video for the song, you were having uh, fans and stuff submit photos with their with their kids, right? Yeah, it's awesome. I just got it. I just got it back two days ago too. For we're doing like a little Father's Day video for it, you know. And I love that. That's the first time I got really emotional with it. I actually, I mean, it's about my son. I wrote it for you know, but at the same time, it's all it's been. It's a happy song. I just I like kind of like my like I said about my wife. I'm a songwriter. I've been doing this for a long time, so it's kind of get jaded from uh, the emotional side of it sometimes you know you start thinking about the money side of it or whatnot mm-hmm. and but after seeing all of these people that uh turned in videos and pictures we didn't even get to use them all so it's like it's three it's a three minute long song and every two seconds it switches you know and it's like that many people turned in pictures and videos and it's just really uh I guess the first humbling, like surreal feeling I've had as an artist, it's like, wow, like I'm growing as an artist. I've got a lot of people that, that love my music and uh, it's, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful song. And like for me as a father also, like I heard it and I'm like, oh man, like this is so the, the lyric that, or the line that you just saying that was the TikTok, you know, the piece yeah. that did well on TikTok. Right. I mean, like that's like, it, it's so relatable to, to so many people and it, the way you, you presented it was just like so brilliant. And, uh, and I, I saw that you were accepting the, the photos and I was like way too late. I'm like, Oh man, I would have totally set up a, a <laughs> video cool, or photo man. with my kid. <laughs> well, that's was, cool that it's coming out on father's day. What a special thing to, 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 to it, I think it is special. So that way they can, you know, somebody can show their kid that when they get old enough to probably old enough to see it, they probably don't wouldn't even understand it right now. It's like Levi, my son's four and he knows he was in the video, you know, for it. And he's, he, he loved it too. He's always like, dad, when can we shoot another video? He don't know what that means, but 
he uh he doesn't know what it is yet you know he just knows that's his song and so yeah but one one day he will you know and it'll be cool yeah that's beautiful i love that um and you said you were shooting another video last night last night we had the band down there so i grew up on uh, a lake like next to a lake so because we grew up I, I grew up on a farm so in order for us not for my parents not to work on the weekends or work all the time we would go down to uh, center hill lake where we had a houseboat down oh, there cool. and uh we brought a video crew down there to the houseboat and my band we just shot on top of the houseboat like like going down the lake you know Oh, and so it was actually it, the house post that you you grew up with. Yeah, and so, wow. so like, we're, yeah, we're on top of it, and we're just going. And my dad, my dad, and mom came, and they drove. My dad drove, and we just shot a video. We shot like five songs, like just some some content. It's gonna be cool, man. I mean, it looks so it looks awesome. incredible. Yeah, it almost looks like a green screen because it's so it was so it was like sunset, the mount like the mountains and the water, and it was it was uh, it doesn't look real. Like pretty pretty cool. That's amazing. I can't wait to see that. And I'm, I'm excited for, for Sunday with this, <laughs> this video coming out for yeah, Father's yeah. Day. Oh, oh wow. it is a Sunday. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, isn't that wild? <laughs> I know it's it just fly, it's flying by. But um, thank you so much uh, for doing this, Drew. I really appreciate your time today. Absolutely, man. Yeah. This Sorry if been... I ramble a little bit. I'll ramble. I'll talk no, no, no. That's the whole point of this podcast. I, that's what I love about it. I did radio for 17 years and that's it's awesome. cut everybody off in three minutes. Oh, talking talk too long. Shut them up. But right. no, this nah, is yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk platform for, for, for artists to, 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 to tell their story. And, and I love hearing it and you have cool. such a cool journey and I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I do have one more quick question for you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Uh, in my, in my world, it's, it's a little bit different. I would just say, if you want to be an artist, it's a long road, no matter what. And it's going to be a long, if you, if you want to be an artist, you want to be a, an artist for a long time too. You want to be in the game for a long time. And the only way I would say to do that now is to, is to write some of your own songs or at least figure out what your sound is. You can be the best singer. I'm not, the, I'm not even close to the best singer at all but i found uh something that i was good at at writing songs and making my own sound out of my songs and it's a lot of trial and error of thinking you know I, when you think just when you think you got it you'll you'll do something way cooler and you'll say this is oh this is it this is it this is me and i think there's just a lot of people who are the best singers i've ever heard and they don't have a clue what their sound is because they're just a good singer they think it's just going to happen or they're just waiting on someone to come up to them and tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, I want to sign you to a record deal. And that's just not how it works anymore. And you hear stories about that, not saying that it won't happen to you. And I pray to God it does. I, I, I wish everybody the most success in the world. But I think writing your own songs and being true to yourself and finding yourself is the most important thing to do, especially if you're just inspiring to be an artist and you're not. Hey, you have, I would say move to Nashville. If you want to be a country music singer, move to Nashville. <laughs> uh, that's where there's three three little streets. It's a small town. That's huge, but it's a small town when it comes to, to the music industry. And we're all here. And it's really hard to do it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs>